Welcome to the WHIP Wake Up Call. Find us on the iHeartRadio and Radio FX app and on social media at WHIP Radio and also Wake Up Call WHIP as well. I am Jay Matthews II along with Randy Lane and along with Corey Parker. Ladies and gentlemen, we got some news today, baby. We got Joy Reid. We got Russell Wilson news. We got our boy Jeb coming. And then we also got some Black History Month facts. Ladies. It is the last week of February. How are we feeling? Because it feels really, really good right now. I feel like time is flying, Jay. It definitely is. I feel like it, time is like is non-existent right now. Like We are already at spring break, and then soon it will be summer. Yes. What about you, Corey? I'm so pumped right now because I'm so <laughs> ready for break. Listen, like break is calling my name. Getting out of bed this week has been a hassle. I'm just so like in that spring break mindset and mentality oh yeah yeah. just like going to school and the thought of school is so sad yeah because it's like everybody's getting ready for spring break they're getting ready for their trips they're getting ready to do a lot so you know i hope you two ladies have a nice little safe spring break anybody doing anything everybody chilling at home like hanging out with friends honestly and just taking the time to catch up on sleep that part just decompressing getting my pazookies from bj's What's bazooka? Okay, I don't. It's a bazooki. It's like a cookie skillet, guys. Guys. Okay, it makes sense that you don't know because I don't know if there's a BJ's up here, but Jay. Yeah. Matthews the second. What's you up? should know about it because you literally <laughs> live in the DMV. I do not know about bazooki at all. I it's really BJ's. Don't. You know BJ's, not Sam's Club's brother, but <laughs> BJ's like the restaurant. Okay, maybe I heard of it, but it's like I really really don't know it like honestly no it's scrumpity dumpty it's the I best mean, thing it's become a tradition for my friends and i when we go back for breaks we always go get our pazookis we have a bj's up here restaurant like bj's restaurant yeah like that's the difference when i say bj's people are thinking sam's club's brother and it's not that one that is Whoa. sam's club's brother come on now no, but there's an actual like restaurant version of bj's like it's affiliation with bj's no it's its own thing it's its own okay but it's a restaurant. Like an American place. They have their bar if you want to go there. But then they also have like a restaurant. Hmm. Amazing. I have to see a picture of this. You need to come to the DMV and then I can take you. Okay. <laughs> okay. She's yeah, never going to come. Gonna... Oh, no, she's coming for sure. She's coming for sure. I'll go back one day. <laughs> but speaking of spring, though, the weather right now, 62 degrees with a low of 39. But there will be a 45% chance of rain. So we getting there. We getting to the point where it's about to be warm outside. It's about to be nice outside. It's 62 right now. I got to get out of my house. Wearing wearing my hoodie. Wearing some uh, joggers, man. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling blessed. So, you know, it's feeling like springtime already, and I'm enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. But spring is coming up, which means spring football is coming up. And let me just talk about that for a second. So, Tuple Transfer Athletes. Ladies and gentlemen, last month, EJ Warner the former Temple Owls quarterback, um, transferred to Rice. And so now Temple is left with two, and I mean two, starting court, well, two quarterbacks. That is transfer Evan Simon from Rutgers and Clinton McDowell from Montana. So, ladies, I just want to ask y'all this, because probably y'all, y'all, y'all probably don't know the history about Temple football, but 
back in what, 2015, 2016, they was actually winning games. They went to bowl games. They was going to championship games. So they was doing highly well. So let me ask this, ladies. Could there be a case that a transfer quarterback can lead Temple to a winning team once again? I mean, anything can happen, honestly. I only went to one football game this year, which was a homecoming game. It wasn't great. Well, everybody goes to the homecoming game. Not everyone was there, though. <laughs> the student section was empty. Empty. It was so sad. But, um, I mean, anything could happen. And, honestly, I'm a I'm an optimist. So, yeah, I feel like they can be winning again. I mean, I really don't know much about football. I know that the quarterback is kind of like the main person on the field. If they screw up, the whole team screws up. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if a transfer transfer student comes, that doesn't necessarily mean the chemistry will be there amongst all the other students or all the other athletes. Because, like I said, I don't really know football that well. But from what I understand from watching Travis Kelsey and Patrick Taylor, Mahomes, yeah. <laughs> no, Patrick Mahomes, they seem like they have a very good chemistry. And if other players on the team don't have a good chemistry with the quarterback, I don't think having a new quarterback will necessarily do anything. And that is coming from a person that doesn't really watch football. Just from outside looking in, that's what I think. I mean, coming from the football head himself, it's like, okay, so the head coach, Stan Drayton, right, he likes a certain type of quarterback, a quarterback that can be a dual threat, meaning they can throw the ball and also run as well with their legs. So um, can they go back to their winning ways? I really don't know. I predicted this team to have maybe like one win at best, maybe two wins at maybe two wins. But um, can a, can a, one of these transfer quarterbacks go back to the winning ways? Evan Simon, I haven't seen much tape on him from Rutgers, so I'm not really familiar. Clint McDowell, though, I know he can run the ball. He can get you a nice little 20 touchdowns. So he can do something. Then there was also some more transfers as well, running backs, wide receivers, offensive linemen. So they've been stacking up with the transfers. Now, will they go back to their winning ways? I don't really think so. There are other teams in the conference that are going to do more, and there are other teams in the conference that can definitely do more. So I just don't really think Temple got the good – well, not the guts – but I just don't think they really are going to be established enough to have winning ways, which will lead to the coach getting fired in his third season. So, like, coaches can mm-hmm. get fired? If they suck, well, right? Well, not that. Okay, so it's like they'll have a contract, right? And they have to agree to buy out to the contract. I don't I don't know what Stan Drayton's contract is. I don't know if it's five years, four years. I don't know all, all the specifics about his contract. But they can't. They must buy out that contract before they can uh, do anything. Um, I remember this was my freshman year. The head coach, Rod Carey, Rod Carey. I think he had a five-year contract, and he was after his third year. So once Temple was able to buy out that contract, then that means he was. A- they was able to say, "Deuces, bye. You're out of here." Right. And I think that's what's that. That's what could happen in play. I don't know if they are going to buy out, but they should buy out if that's the case. And like you said, Corey, they suck. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's like, could they win? Y'all saying no? Do I do I agree they can win? Not really. It's just too many. It's too I'm many crying. He said no. They're not going to win. Yeah, they're not. Dang. They're not going to win. Believe in your team. I believed in my team for, what, three years now? Oh, dang. And now they've just disappointed him, I guess. They they won three games a year. Like <laughs> maybe maybe it's just morale. Maybe like all of us as like a school, all the students, the faculty and staff to show up at games all the time with like cookies or like cupcakes and signs for the players. Man, like, we practice. ain't showing up for we ain't showing up for <laughs> players that don't win. That's why I'm saying like when Temple women's basketball because right now they're number one in the conference, so they potentially could make March Madness. 
on the woman's side. Mm. So, and people barely show up to their games. And I thought about this last week. It's like, it's funny how y'all show up to the games where we're losing, but y'all never show up to the winning team's games at all. I mean, it's also honestly gender, too. People, sadly, they'll rather see guys play than girls. Yeah, but the guys ain't winning. Do you realize the women can go to March Madness on the women's side? I don't think they realize that, though. Mm. So, Temple, buckle up because, yeah, <laughs> buckle up for real, for real. But um, if they do win, I think, if they do win a championship game, then they can go to Portland, Oregon in their first round. So, that would be nice to see Temple women's basketball in March Madness and doing their thing. But, I think we got some announcements, don't we, Corey? Yes, we do. Guys, are you guys ready for your club announcements? There's literally so much going on today. I was kind of shocked, to be completely honest with you. Um, but anyway, let's get right into it. So starting off, we have Wellness Resource Center is having a spring into wellness today in the Student Center Room 200C, starting at 11.30 a.m. and ending at 1.30 p.m., Student Activities is hosting a STARS Finance Workshop, and three-star requirement, I guess, is needed to attend this event, and that is going to be virtually starting at 3.30 p.m. Um, Temple Ambler Student and Campus Life is hosting National Strawberry Day in the Learning Center Lobby on Ambler Campus. So if you're on main campus, don't go to the Learning Center Lobby because there will be nothing there. Um, and this event has already started, actually. So 9 a.m. <laughs> was when it started. Um Peer-led sex ed is hosting a lube demo workshop today at 5.15 p.m. So if you want to learn how to do that, make sure that you head on over to Mazer 821. Um, Barnett and Irvine Cherry Pantry is hosting a TUCC Cherry Pantry bag pickup today at Temple University Center City at 5.05 p.m. Very specific timing. We love to see it. If you're trying to work on your Spanish, y'all, Spanish the TU Spanish Club is hosting a Spanish Club general body meeting today at 6 p.m. in Mazer Room 25. So once again, if you want to get your Spanish up, getting ready for maybe some study abroad, just becoming bilingual or trilingual, this event is for you. And then lastly... We have the Society of Environmental Engineers and Scientists hosting an SEES general body meeting on environmental justice today at 7 p.m. in the Student Center Room 205. So we low-key covered a lot. So if y'all are interested in any of that stuff, make sure y'all head on out to our Connect to learn more about that. Some of these events you may have to RSVP for. So once again, head on over to OwlConnect.com to sign up for those. Well, that's not the only announcement we had, but coming right back, we will have another announcement as well concerning the wake-up call in our springtime show. And also, Russell Wilson, Joy Reid, and then our favorite nostalgia moments, J. Matthew Second. The beautiful Randy Lane, the lovely Corey Parker. We'll be right back after these breaks. Welcome back, everyone, on the WHIP Wake Up Call. Find us on the iHeartRadio and Radio FX app and on social media at WHIP Radio and WakeUpCall.WHIP. Jay Matthews II, Corey Parker, and Randy Lane. And ladies and gentlemen, before we get into some real-world news, before we get into some real news, ladies and gentlemen, every year the Wake Up Call has their springtime show. And they And we have a show where... We'll have guests on the show, and we'll have music on the show. Well, I'm proud to announce, ladies and gentlemen, that for the first time ever, 
It will be WHIP Radio, which is us, and DESU Radio, which is Delaware State University student-run radio station, on March 26th, on the wake-up call at 10 a.m. Make sure you all tune in for that. It will be a special crossover show. It should be exciting. It should be fun. And also, we got some more news coming up as well. But this is the first time a PWI student-run radio station is collabing with an HBCU student-run radio station. So we are all excited for that. We are happy for that. And the ladies are doing well. All right? They're doing well. They're doing exciting. But we got some real-world news because we got some real-world news. We got some real world news. A little tongue twister for you. A little tongue twister. But uh, we got some real world news. Um, Joy Reid, a very prominent name in the political world, talks about the U.S. population and talks about we. It says that the U.S. population has 327 million people. Why do we need more kids? And she's. And she's saying that because of the Alabama Supreme Court, they made a rule and talk, And she talked about slave labor and she talked about so many things that it's like it can a lot of things cannot happen. So, ladies, let me ask y'all this. Is Joy Reid right? I mean, to reference what um, you just mentioned, Alabama, they like officially made uh, what was it, frozen embryos considered as a child, mm-hmm. which is. It's 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 different. It's different. Yeah. Um, not something I necessarily agree with, but I understand what she's. I understand what where she's getting at because they're. It's always like they're saying these frozen embryos are children. Um, if that's your belief, then so be it. I won't. I won't go against your belief. I won't not go against. But I won't call you out for your beliefs. But um, with that, you know, and then saying that basically giving people no choice when it comes to you know abortions and stuff like that i feel like they're saying you know yes i believe there's there's definitely a problem with bringing children into this world and then just not doing anything for them when they get here if that makes sense if i'm making any sense yeah so they're considering these frozen embryos children and I'm like, okay, what happens when they get here? Because your policies are for bringing them here, sure. But they're not for keeping them here, like, keeping them, like, happy, alive, safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. The foster system, foster care system is definitely number one. Um, Sure, they'll bring up adoption, but it's like, you know how many kids get adopted? It's not really a lot. So I understand what she's saying because it's like, why bring more life into this world if we're not able to sustain that life properly? No, and I definitely agree with you. Like, if we can't support the kids and the people that we're bringing into this world, it's like you're just setting people up for failure and no one would want to live in the life of those kids. Um, So I definitely do think what she's saying makes complete sense for sure. And if we want to continue bringing more kids into the world, which I honestly, I want to, but at the same time, if I know that we can't actually support these kids and cater to them like they need to be catered to, it's just... It's disrespectful, I feel like, almost to the kids, you know? Like, we brought you in, and here you are. You're just going to live and suffer, you know, while you're here. And I don't think that's fair to anybody. Um, And so I definitely do agree with her. At first, when you said it, I was like, dang, you don't want any more kids in the world? Like, that's the next upcoming generation. But now that you said that, Randy, it made me see it a different way, for sure. Yeah, no, more life, better. Yeah, I love, um, you know, we have to grow, obviously, as a society. I'm not saying there shouldn't be mm-hmm. any more kids born, but I feel like we should really solve the problems here now before we bring children, more children into the world, if that makes sense. Like, 
one of my friends was talking about not wanting to bring a child into this world because of the state of the climate and how that's going to be like dec- it's already declining right now but it's going to be even worse by the time our like theoretical children are going to be like adults like around our age so that's what i'm saying like i think that goes back to our conversation from i think last week with thinking about having a kid before having a kid like thinking about their future and what world they will live in so yeah but I feel like at the same time, if we were to live thinking about 50 years from now, you know, and how the climate could be worse by then, we may also have different things in place to maybe fix the situation. So I feel like in a way that's kind of making it sound like we're living in fear versus hope that there could be some changes to be made, you know? I understand what you're saying. I understand. But, yeah. Yeah, because this talks about this. The Republicans um, want a mandated childbirth. And wants to bring back slave labor in the rant of responding to the Republic senator, senator saying that we need more kids. So this is a very disheartening situation. I see why Joy Reid is saying that. And, you know, she's right. She really is right. But the Republicans, man, you really got to just think about it, though. You're going to mandate a childbirth. So you're going to mandate someone to have a child, basically. Even if they don't want to? It's the fall of Roe v. Wade. And honestly, this world is really... I don't even know. It's difficult. It's stressful. It really is. Because how are you going to force someone to have a child? How are you going to force someone to have a child, bring a child into this world against their will? And it makes no sense. But then on the other side of that with COVID, it's they'll be like, my body, my choice when it comes to wearing a mask or when it comes to getting a vaccine into your body. But it's not my body, my choice when it comes to actually incubating a child and bringing it into this world. Choices. I mean, it's just at this point, like the thing with Alabama and and we've been talking about the South a lot. We've been talking about Texas and the locks. We've been talking about, you know, Florida. We've been talking about so many things from the South. This is just one. This is just another element of the South. And it's not to disrespect the South, but you're talking about the Republicans mandating to have a childbirth and to bring back slavery labor. That is not productive. That's not safe. That's not right. So the simple fact that Joy Reid has a problem with this, I also have a problem with this as well. And so my next question is this. What does the Alabama Supreme Court mean by we? Because they because they're saying like, okay, they or or they they need to have, you know, more kids. So I'm just trying to imply what what is they? Who is we? I think they're trying I think it's come to me. It's coming across like they're speaking on behalf of everybody when it's really just the people that are speaking. I feel like we have a problem with claiming everyone else's and stating everyone else's opinions when it's really just one person's or one city's or one state's opinion. And I feel like they're trying to maybe make us think that we're a part of this. This is a joint decision when it's really not like this. We're talking about it here and we're not agreeing, you know. Um, And so I think this is their way of trying to make it sound like we all agree with what they're saying and thinking about doing um, when we really don't. And honestly, I feel like this goes back to kind of how this country started, especially with, you know, the North and the South not really agreeing on the same issues. And then it kind of just blew up from there. Yeah. So I feel like these are those same values that are trying to be brought back, but they're not really, they're not values to me. I don't know. I don't see how, either way, these values being brought back or trying to be brought back. And honestly, they're they're really doing it successfully. That's why voting is important. I will say that. That's why voting is crucial. 
and I and I understand you. You're saying voting's important, Randy. I understand that. I completely agree. Voting is important. But the reason why people don't vote is because there's not going to be any change no time soon. And that's what people need to stop believing because mm-hmm. I feel like I understand what you're Because you lose hope. You lose hope after a while. Yeah. Trust me. I know. You lose hope. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that that is their... That is kind of the goal in my head. That makes sense. Like, they're trying to get you down, especially this new generation, especially our generation. They're trying to get us down. They're trying to get us to kind of give up and just be like, hey, it is what it is. I'm going to continue living my life and do what's best for me. And it's like, no, that can't be the case. Like, you may be tired, but we have to keep fighting and we have to keep, keep the hope alive because change can come. Change will come if we keep trying. And it really, it does, it sucks. It's terrible to fail over and over again and see these policies put in place that are meant to put us down and be against us. But we can't have a mindset like that, especially if you want to bring a child into this world and have them live an amazing life. But I think it's also important to remember that we are the next, we are like the next president. Well, give us like maybe two more, (laughs) two more like rounds. But like we are the next leaders. So I think... To your point about having hope, I think right now it's easy to not have hope because I think our current leaders are kind of still having that mindset from years ago. But I think I'll speak for myself. Our generation, the generation below us, even like maybe even the millennials a little bit, I think we're more progressive. We're more open minded. More, We're more willing to change and more. We just want people to be and feel accepted. Like think about LGBTQ plus minorities. I feel like we're so big on just inclusivity And I don't think all like the current leaders and leaders before them were all about that. So I think when it comes to losing hope, it's easy to lose hope right now. But for me personally, I see there being a lot of hope in the future when we're the leaders, because I think a lot of us think similarly. I think a lot of us have the same approach and same values. We want to be a more inclusive country. We want to be more accepting. We want to be more ethical. You know what I'm saying? And I don't feel like our current leaders and maybe even leaders before that have that same mentality so it's easy for our generation right now i think Mm -hmm. to lose hope because we're in a completely different mindset category but when we're the leaders i think that is when i think i'll begin to have hope honestly yeah and i feel like people forget that you can be president at 35 years old yeah and you can be in most of these roles in like your early 40s so there's also that age like disparity if that makes sense which it goes back to what you're saying about like yeah not trusting in your political leaders it's mm-hmm. like well you how can you really trust in them and they're not like in your situation they're not even close to my age most of them are not even my race not my gender so you know it's 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 that too let me go back to your point what you said earlier uh randy you said that change is gonna come and you said that people have lost hope let me just let's talk about 2016 for a second mm-hmm. when obama was done with his second term who were the two options that you had in the office you had to pick the lesser two evils. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. The lesser two evils. So was there really change? Come- now, I see with Joe Biden, he's trying, but is he really trying, though? I mean, even with Biden, yeah, I would say it's the lesser two evils because he... Did you see that article where... Not that article, but he had said that um, he compared the black man to an ape or a monkey. <sighs> And he was dead serious yeah, about yeah, that. Mm-hmm, yeah, so he has history. Yeah. I'll say Biden is honestly the lesser two evils too, because it's like, well, do you want yeah. do you want Trump or do you want Biden? And that's the thing. Like, do you like it 
it, it's like that. It's like that, where it's like you have to choose somebody, but also choose someone that has a brain. If you really think about it, though, Donald Trump's time, you're on Twitter calling NFL players SOBs. Then COVID happens. You couldn't control that. The last couple of months of Obama, remember ISIS and Ebola was coming up? Yeah. Obama stopped that real quick. Then when Biden came into office, now the COVID restrictions, everybody's coming back outside. And the student loan uh, debt, we talked about that, but it's like at least some people are getting, you it's know. something. Yeah, it's something. So you have something to hope for with Biden. And that's why in what, nine nine months from now? What, nine months? No, not even nine months. What, eight months from now? What, Friday? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. something like that. We'll get to see. So now we're going to see you do more and more. But as far as the Alabama Supreme Court, it ain't right. It ain't right. Like, you're forcing, you're mandating someone to have a child, and you're also forcing slave labor? Really? Where does the slave labor come, come in? Like, how, what in what context do they mean that, like... What, the, what, with the slave labor? Yeah, like, how does that go with frozen embryos? Like... Because I think... Mm. I, don't under, I don't understand what that means. Because, yeah, he talked about wanting mandate childbirth and bring back slave labor. I... Listen, I don't know. I don't know his mindset. I don't know how he. I don't know how they operate in Alabama, but it. But it ain't right. That's all I'm saying. It just really ain't right. You feel me? Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Now you see it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's disappointing. It's disappointing that it's still happening to this day. It's still happening to this day. We are in 2024, and it's still happening to this day. It's still happening where we're forcing these actions. It's still happening where you're forcing someone to take action where they do not want to take action. So this is shameful. This is harmful. And it's hurting our community in a bad, bad, negative way. And this should not continue in any which way, shape, or form. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it sucks, yeah. though. But you know what doesn't suck, though? Our favorite nostalgia moments. Because today... It is National Retro Day. Now, we're not as retro like the 80s and the 90s, but hey, we like the early 2000s. We like what happened in the early 2000s. So, ladies, give it to me. What do y'all like from from back in the day when y'all was a child? Any TV shows? Any foods? Any attires? What do y'all like? Give it to me. Shoot your shot. The kid cuisine, like little. Oh ew, ew, ew. What? what is that? What? The kid cuisine? What, what? Are kid cuisine? Look it up. The oh my god. Cuisine. Oh my god. Oh my god. Did you say kid cuisine? I used to tear those up when I was little. Yeah, I used to tear them up and throw them away They're as so a whole. I'm crying. The little penguin and then commercials would come on. Ew. And then you'd be like, Mommy, I want that. No. And then I remember we actually got it one time. I was so hyped. Mm. What is this? Oh. It's like TV dinners, but for kids. Oh. I am crying. Uh-uh. Literally. Because I would see it all the time on TV. I'd be like, I want that. Uh-uh. It's the fact that it actually looks decent on here, but pretty, I know it doesn't. As a, for taste a kid, decent. it was pretty good. For right now, it's disgusting for me. I probably wouldn't eat it. Right now, it's been disgusting. No, 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 <laughs> no. For as a kid, as like a six-year-old, I really enjoyed those. The quesadillas yeah. look bomb. The nuggets were delicious. They I got quesadillas them. now. Yeah, look at that. Wait, Hold are on. you still uh, uh, making uh, uh, those? Well, mm-mm, I don't know. Mm-mm, that mm-mm, actually doesn't look too bad. And then the pudding. Ooh, let me the pudding. Okay, I don't like pudding. I don't, I, didn't, I don't like pudding now, but I liked it then. That makes sense. Oh, ew. Okay, y'all remember the silly bands? Oh! oh Those were my thing. Like, I would always have, like, a wrist armful of just the silly bands. <laughs> I was so intrigued. We'd go around, we'd see the silly bands or, like, the slime, you know, and just get some slime, and it would be terrible. The ones that were sparkly and glittery. 
Um, what else? Some shows you said. Did y'all ever watch Imagination Movers? I know what you're talking about. I know. I never with the watched four guys it. With the blue suit. But, come on. Yes, now. Yes, come yeah, on yeah. Now. And Jungle mm-hmm. Junction. Come on now. Ooh, ooh, wait. Jungle um, Junction. What about Choo Choo Soul? Ooh. Oh, yes. Oh, the, the choo choo train. Oh, the boy, the choo choo train. Yeah. They should have made that a show, though. I'm mad they made it a show. Wasn't it a show? It was, a sh- it was, like, it was a like a short. short. Yeah, for like kids. Oh. Like, it was like a transition between shows. They had that. They had uh, Backyardigans. Yeah. How yep. about just Disney doing the. You know, little I the little like, wand. They they would, wand they, no, when they would actually do it and draw out something, not the logo. Like they would actually draw. Yeah, they would actually. Oh, like, like a little heart. Like, like now they, they just do like the motion. The logo just pops up out of nowhere. I'm like, you guys really went downhill. And you're listening to they WHIP. <laughs> we should do one. What? I'm trying oh, to yeah, think. Post on Instagram. Yes. Okay. There's that. Did y'all watch Chuggington? Come yes. on now. Six a.m. Chugga chugga. Chugga chugga. Chugga chugga. Wait, wait, wait. That's choo choo soul. No. Chugga chugga. Chugga chugga. That's it's, definitely choo Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> oh. We like, were so bad. But we know about chugging chin, though. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. Special Agent Oso. Yeah, that's exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say that. 106 in Park. House. <laughs> I love 106 in Park. I wish it was still on. Wait, who you know you I've cast? never watched that. <laughs> you ever watch 106 in Park? No. Y'all gotta remember you're older than me. <laughs> we're by like one or two years. He's older than me by like three. Okay, two. I ain't that 20. old. You turned 21. Yeah, on Friday. And that's. That's three years. When's your birthday? July. So you're basically, you guys are basically like two years apart, honestly. Don't play with me. When he was two, <laughs> I was zero. Okay. When he was four, I couldn't even talk. When I was nine, you were seven. You could still watch 106 in Park exactly. on BET. <laughs> Listen, I, that was on BET? Yeah. yeah. 106 yeah, in BET was good. Watch old episodes of 106 in Park. Uh, well, there was another show. There was another, I was just talking about this. Uh, I Love New York on VH1. What's that? I was I wasn't allowed to watch. Oh that. yeah, that. Tiffany w- Tiffany Pollard. I love New York. Flavor of Love. Flavor Flav. I've heard of that on like yeah. in passing. I never actually seen it before. Now that was a good show. That was a good show. How about Kamora Lee Simmons show? The what? Kamora Lee Kamora Lee Simmons. Kamora, mm-hmm. remember her? The model. What was her name? Isn't she married to uh, <gasps> something? Simpson? No. Yeah. Did y'all watch this? Uh, did y'all watch this? Run's house. Who? <gasps> Revron. Yes. Yes. yes Run's yes. house. With Diggy, because oh Diggy was in there, he was young. No, nah, it was Diggy, Diggy or Diddy. No, Diggy. it was Diggy, Diggy like Simmons. Smalls, oh. Angela Simmons when you they was like getting like older. What? What happened? I said Diggy, and she said like Smalls. No, Diggy, bro, like Diggy the what? <laughs> like Diggy, <laughs> like no, the artist Diggy Simmons, Diggy Simmons, but not. Nah, He's a grownish, yeah. Yeah. He's Isn't there a di- there's no Diggy Smalls? I thought there was a Diggy there's Smalls. A Biggie Smalls. I feel like I'm about to lose my black card on public Biggie radio. Smalls. That's what you thinking. Biggie Smalls? Yes. That's who I'm thinking. That's what you're thinking. Biggie Smalls. The yeah. Toys B.I.G. Um, it was that. And then back in school, y'all remember Field Day? I loved Field Day. We called it Field Day. Called it col- you did? did you guys what ever happened? like go on teams? What is Field Day? And, like, what are teams? Like you went on teams, so, like you had I'm different so did you have Jay, did you have different colors? Yes. We had yes, different we had colors. Blue. We had blue. Like your school oh, colors or what? For like it was field a field day. day. Oh, like, like oh, at your school? Yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about a show still. I was no. so Oh, no. oh yes. Field day. Bro, I love that parents would volunteer. We'd have our outdoor oh, water uh, activities. Pretzels. And when you were in eighth grade. You'd get like your shirt. We all had shirts, and we had our names on the back. Ah. And then we do a water balloon fight against the teachers. Mm, yeah. Nah, because they had the little what, what's the thing? The little dunk joint. 
They had a dunk thing. You had a dunk oh, thing? we didn't have. Yeah. Did we? It, and it would be the teacher that no one would really like. That would be the teacher no one really that liked. That makes sense. Boom, but do you think the school knew that the teacher was not liked? Yeah. Because <laughs> you get the yeah. same complaints every single day from the from different Dang. students. How about like um, Radio Disney? Oh, I miss Radio. Man. I used to I call met in. Chloe and Hallie. You met them? Not met, but like knew they existed. To them. Yeah. I see. I shouldn't have said that. Nah. Introduced to them. Chloe and Hallie. Nah, Radio Disney. Nah. Coco Jones. Coco she Jones. She was first on there, and now she has a Grammy. Huh? Yeah, she's yeah. in her bag. Proud of you, Coco. You can call in. Thing. I think you said that before. I did. I literally have their number in my phone still. Do you think you can call? Should again? we try calling? We should try calling again. Should we try? Is number dead. Y'all remember Wait. Johnny and the Sprites? Who was what? that? Y'all remember the four puppets, the orange one, the blue one, the purple one, and then the guy that was singing? No. No, but that sounds like every children's show, though. What? Johnny and the Sprites? Yeah, call them. Wait, not you having the... <laughs> you I actually had the number? Yeah, should I try calling? Try calling. They're done now. Okay, let's I don't see. Know. Let's see try it. I, w- I want you to try it. Hold up, y'all. Exactly, because oh, they've dang. been done. No. Wait, y'all may, been... re- y'all may remind this behavior. Because that number got, you know the number in the song? Man. She was like, 823-319-60. What is this? Mindless behavior. That, what is that? Wait, that's my girl. Yeah, my, my girl. girl. And my they girl. were like, eight. You don't know who mindless behavior is? Play play them next. Play them I next. During the break. Mindless behavior. Yeah, mindless behavior. Am I losing oh. my black card or am I using my young points? Like, oh. which card am I losing? At this point. Is no. that a black show? It's no, no, no. It's a it's a band. It's like a boy band from back in the day. I've never heard of them in my oh. life. Yeah, my girl, my girl, she loves me. Oh. No, because yeah. every girl had a crush on. Them. I'm like, all right, bro. Like, which y'all one? can just chill out, bro. Like, isn't there a Ray Ray? It's Ray Ray Princeton. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> it's Ray Ray. It's Ray Ray Princeton. Voice, vo- voice. That's what every like girl liked. Uh, Who is that? Oh my! Uh, look up mindless oh. behavior. Look yeah, just look I them mean, up. Right mindless quick. behavior. Now look they're kind of like flops. Look them up. But back then, they, were they like, was they was the, the o- OMG G girls. girls. Yeah, yeah, the OMG girls. Gucci this, Gucci. This. Wait, this is I love reminiscing. Yo. Oh, we're so old now. <laughs> How about lab rats? Yes. Okay, you no. know what's so sad? You what? said it's sad that like. You know, we're old now. How about the fact that current young people didn't get to witness and experience old school Disney? Oh, that's Disney. your fault. <laughs> like, that's so sad. <laughs> old school Disney will forever reign because what is this new Disney right now? Old school Nickelodeon, too. And old school Nickelodeon. Yeah. That's true. Jake and Josh, iCarly. Mm-hmm. iCarly. Big Time Rush. Yeah. I, Carl- I remember being obsessed with iCarly. Yeah, every Saturday night, 8 p.m., boom. But I, I think Carly. part of the reason why it's different now is because people don't use cable. Because part of what yeah. made it interesting was, okay, I know my whole family and I need to be in the room, in the family room at this time to watch Good Luck Charlie. Mm-hmm. Now you don't need that. You just go yeah. to Disney Plus and then you just put on the show. They don't even need to draw the Mickey Mouse sign because you're not watching it on cable. I mean, people are, yeah. but nowadays you just and then, watch Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah, and then Disney had their own, like, you never saw an outside commercial from Disney. It was only the Disney Sponsored commercials. Sponsored by Disney Channel. Like, the uh-huh. um the eating commercial. Eating, the toy would, like, commercials, food, all that. like, this is how, I, this is the time where I cartwheeled across the country. Yeah. Yes! Or the drug commercial, like, they had their, like, make sure to wash your hands. Or at least fit in stuff like that. Oh, the 20 seconds, yeah. yeah. Go wash your hands. I'm like, all right, bro. And, like, those were so iconic. <laughs> and I feel like I didn't appreciate that when it was on. Yeah, but, you know, we love the nostalgia moments. And speaking of moments, coming up next, we got Russell Wilson news and Kanye West news and more entertainment news. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after the break.
and you got the shoulderly, shoulderly. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wake Up Call. Find us on the iHeart Radio and Radio FXF and on social media at Wake Up Call, WHIP, and the WHIP Radio. Jay Matthews second, Randy Lane, Corey Parker. Listen, y'all, we had to get Corey hip. We had to get Corey, you know, and we had to get Corey, you know, hip and live and, you know, show us some nostalgia, you know what I mean? I'm crying. I hope you guys go look at my Insta or I tagged Wake Up Call, too, yeah, yeah. to go see their dance break. They were doing some shoulder leaning and some yeah. OMG girl, hello, and everything in this small little room dancing. We were just feeling the music, y'all, and we we're feeling the memories. Exactly. They're feeling the memories. Feeling the feeling we'll go look at the video, y'all. It's yeah. funny. But speaking of feeling, speaking of, you know, feeling great and feeling grateful for what we have, this one very inspirational man, you know, Russell Wilson. Aw. Uh, I Am Athlete talked about Raising a child with Sierra. And he says, you got to love every single child as if they are your own. Mm. And now think, now keep in mind, Russell Wilson and Sierra, they have three kids together. But the fourth kid is actually future son. So mm. he's also la- raising little future as well. And you see Russell Wilson every time with little future. You know, they'll go to a basketball game. He's teaching them how to throw a football. He's teaching them how to read books and all that. So ladies... You know, it, it's it's sometimes difficult. It is sometimes difficult. Yeah. I just want y'all reactions first. And how difficult is it for a man to now have to fill in a shoe to be a father? Because it, ha- mm. it happens most of the time. It happens most of the time. Mm. Well, I got one question. What's up? Is this child's name really like Little Future? Like little Future, yeah. That's his real name? Little Future, yeah. Like, like Little, little and Future? Future. Not Little Future, but... It's future? His name is Future. Yeah, his, his name, name is Future. His name is actually oh. Future. Yeah. Oh, but I is it... That. Wait, but... Future's Future's real name isn't Future either, but, though. But like, isn't Future still a dad to the kid? Like Future's he, not. He future's is, not in the picture. But he's, oh. it sounds like he's not. What, I, from, I don't want to make assumptions. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. From what the media feeds us, yeah. it looks like. And then from what Sierra has, Sierra has like gone into the shade room and said some stuff too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, then I feel like for them, I really admire Russell Wilson and Sierra's relationship, and I feel like because of that, I think if you really love a person. Like, you're willing to go the extra mile to take care of their people, too. Like, think about it. Like, when you are married and your, let's say, your mother-in-law gets sick or whatever, because that's kind of, you, because you love your husband, mm-hmm. your mother-in-law becomes a part of you, too, and you feel for them. And I think that could be the same in this situation and just the situations in general. When you love somebody, you're willing to go the extra mile to take care of them, too. You know what I'm saying? And take care of the people that they've created, because at the end of the day, that is another version of them as well. And so I commend um, Russell for doing that. But then at the same time, they already have a lot of kids. So one extra one can't do that much. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I definitely applaud him for doing what he's doing. And I know, at least I think Sierra is very appreciative. Um, but the two of them together, I think they really do a great job at raising them from what we see from media point of view. Um, and I'd love to see it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um I really have been following their relationship for a little bit now. And I think they're so cute as a couple, but then they're also, like, cute and strong as a family. So, with that, I'll say that, you know, Sierra, she has a good man by her side. And, honestly, he treats her like a queen, and she treats him like a king, and she also respects him, and they respect each other. So, I feel like I like I like Russell for this. And he's also seeing that his Instagram is with um, not just the rest of his biological kids, but with um, Little Future. Mm-hmm. It's nice. So here's the thing with Russell Wilson, right? 
he gets a lot of slack for being a good man. A lot of slack. And a lot of people are going to talk about how he's a simp or he's Please. This. Yeah. And I remember talking about this last year. It's right to treat your woman right. What's even better is that you're treating her child right. That you're making sure that her child is in the best place to succeed. So with Russell Wilson, even if it is his last down in the NFL, that's great. But the fact that he's a man at the end of the day, he's a man that makes sure that he's going to make sure that his woman is safe. He's going to make sure that the child is safe and his children are safe as well and make sure that he's always in a mindset where he's not thinking negative, but he's thinking more so positive. That's one thing you got to respect about Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is a very respectable man that everyone needs to respect and everybody needs to look at. And it's not bad that this man is treating Sierra with the utmost respect, with the utmost kindness, because that's very lacking in today's world. Especially with, with, with my people, with my, with my guys, with my black men. And then y'all going to say this guy's a simp, this guy's corny, he's whatever the case may be. This man's a man at the end of the day. What can you say? Hello. When did it become corny to be a good guy? Like, why, like, do you, why, if you treat your woman right, you get called a simp for being a respectful man? Jealousy. Yeah. And I just don't feel like people care. Like, people put so much pressure and, like, emphasis on, oh my gosh, I like myself a bad guy or bad boy and the boys are like oh i need to be this way or whatever for a girl to like me when i think people like need to realize that good men actually do exist like one of my friends or let me say i know somebody and she was starting to get with this really a nice guy guy that was very different from the previous people she's been with and it shocked her why because she wasn't used to an actual good person i think we as women have gotten so used to just bad like options, bad boyfriends or experiences. That's not to say every guy is bad because that's not the truth. Just like not every girl is amazing. Like it goes both ways. But I think we've gotten so used to dealing with just mediocreness um, that when we actually get the opportunity to be with a good person, it's like, oh my gosh, and wow. And I think that's the same thing from guys looking at other guys like, oh, you're being a simp. You actually treat your woman with respect because we aren't used to this in a way. I think we've adjusted to just disrespect and everything. When we see a good man like Russell, he gets looked down on. Even back in high school, like there were a lot of guys that were a little wild, but then there were very few that were actually really pure and good. And the pure good guys would be the ones that would get bullied and just messed with by the bad guys because they were actually nice, you know? And I think that just is normal thing. When you are the nice person, the mean people are going to are gonna hate on you because you're just a good person. And like you said, I think it goes back to jealousy. Like, you're jealous that they're actually a oh, nice Lord. person. But I think we feed this, like, poor like, bad guy mentality yeah. when we are all, like, pressed to get with them and we're not pressed to get with the good type of guys. It's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I talked to someone a while back. I'm not going to put, you know, personal stuff out there, but I'll I'll say a while back, um, me and this young lady was talking, and she said in the message, this is the first, this, I haven't been respected like this in a while. That's sad. That's sad. The simple fact that you haven't been respected, and I think that's very lacking. That the simple fact that we can no longer respect our women is very lacking. Oh, also this, manners. That's that's really what I want to talk about with this. 
the lack of mannerism I see here and everywhere else is completely unacceptable. Like it's 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 sad that I get a face where it's like it's rude or disrespectful when I'm holding a door for a young lady or the young lady's cold. I will put my coat around her to make sure that she's warm. And it's just a mean mug face and it's like why is it a mean mug face that I'm being a gentleman? That I'm being... Yeah, go ahead, Randy. No, 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 I'm sorry, because you're making good points. It's because... It goes back to what Corey said, because we're just not used to that. Not enough men are doing that. I, I, and I want to... I want to um, well, commend you for doing that, obviously. You're a very hey. respectful man. I will say that. That's how obviously. I was raised. And it's a great thing. Your parents are amazing. Appreciate um, it. But yeah, literally the amount of times where... I don't know when this stopped. I don't get doors held open for me. I am walking mm. on the outside of the sidewalk. People don't know the sidewalk rule these days. Yeah, and I didn't even care until I experienced it for my first time with a significant other a few years back. And I was like, dang, he's pushing me to the inside of the sidewalk, opening doors for me. I did not touch a door in that almost in that um, basically the entire like relationship. So yeah. it's like I think we're not used to it. We're not because no one really does it anymore. It's only like a few, like a select few who do it. And it's really bad, honestly. People lack home training. Like, oh, let's that, just be yeah. so for real. Yeah. Y'all lack home training, guys and girls. Like, we lack it. And I think it's a problem. So I know when I raise my son, because I hope, God, <laughs> please give me a Get son. Get that degree first. Get the degree first. But I really I really want sons. Like, I want, and a daughter, but I really want sons. They're going to be raised to just be respectful. Like, we lack Absolutely. so much just basic respect. It's insane to me. And I honestly also think, like, this is going to sound crazy, but I think where you grow up also plays a big role in this. Like, I grew up in a, how would I say? Like, it's not, like, we just have, there's a lot of, like, spoiled kids around me, right? And as a result, I think it shows in how they act. You know, they don't have a lot of manners. They lack a lot of these skills that I think are just basic respect, but they don't have it because they just think, oh, I'm too good for this type of thing. So I think it also really plays a role like where you grow up, how you're growing up, what are your parents instilling in you, um, that I think it's super important. But it needs to change because I hope and I need my daughter's man to, you know, walk on the side of the street. I need him to open the door for her. Be like basic things. Like it's so basic. Like, yes, I can open a door myself. Matter of fact, I will open a door by myself. But if you take that extra step to open it for me, like, you're getting, like, respectful points that shouldn't even be considered points. And like you said, like, we've just been so used to mediocre and just yeah. no respect that when something like that actually happens, it's like, oh, what my gosh. Your motive? What, yeah, what, what are you what trying, are you trying, to, trying do? to do? Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. It's almost like you're scared. Yeah. I think girls, I'm not going to say girls. I'll say what I think and feel that girls may feel scared to be with the good guy because they're so used to the bad guys. When they get a good guy, they're, like, scared because they think you have, like, this is too good to be true mm -hmm. type of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's never too good to be true. And I was going to um, finish my point and get to the next question. But um, like I talked about with being a gentleman, you know, it's very lacking. Um, today is very lacking. Um, and that's why I was raised to be a, a gentleman. And y'all was raised to be, you know, young ladies as well. So mm -hmm. it's like... It's important that we have to be gentlemen. And you just talked about it, Corey, um, having a son, having a daughter, to have manners. And I'm telling you right now, whenever I have a child, whenever that that may be, you know, um, years from now, um, I'm raising my son to be a man, not to be a boy out here where it's like you're just treating any old woman any old type of way. 
Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. You hold the door for the ladies. You go on, you go on the um, side of the road so that she doesn't get what. You also make sure that um, the chair, if you want to take her on a date, make sure you have the chair and, you know, you pull that chair out and make sure she's in and all that. If she's cold outside, leave your jacket, put it on her, and, yeah, be a man. Like, we got to stop this little boy narrative. Like, it's too many boys out here. It needs to be men now. And I think it goes to back to the original conversation, these boys are not being raised by men in that in the sense Ooh. where they're being raised by boys yeah. or there's a difference a single mother household is being raised by a mother and there's only so much a mother can do you yeah. she can't be two parents she can't be two people so she'll attack things from a not only a female perspective but a mother's perspective mm-hmm. and you already know moms love their baby boys they'll take <laughs> care of their baby boys but i feel like that hinders the boy because at that point He's still a boy. He's not a man. He'll still be babied. That's where mama boy comes in. So that's what I feel like needs to happen. It needs to be back to like good men, like Russell Simmons. Even if Russell Wilson. Fra- <laughs> Russell, oh my God, Russell Wilson. So, so we were talking about Simmons. Oh my God, Russell Wilson. But yeah, men like him. You know what I meant. Men like him. I'm crying. And, <laughs> and um, honestly, taking care of children who may not be their own. You know, I feel like that goes back to that men could mm-hmm. be raised as men. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then let me let me just talk about the men for a second. Um, because this question is brought up, we seen Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Will Smith, um, Uncle Phil, be that father figure. We're seeing Russell Wilson Future be that father figure. Mm-hmm. We're seeing you know even though it was too late at the time, y'all remember Moesha Frank and yeah, yeah Dorian. So should we give black men more credit for raising kids without the father title? Mm. Yeah. Should we give them more credit? So, like, should we give Russell Wilson more credit? Yeah. yeah. I mean, because, yeah, because it's not his son. Yeah, because he could have said easily, no, nah, I'm not doing this. But then I feel like that also means you're just saying no. I think it really just comes down to how much you love the girl. Because if you really love her, you'll go the extra mile to take help mm-hmm. with the son. And that's not even your own flesh and blood. You got to think about it. That is someone else's child. For sure. But I feel like if you are saying, okay, I want to marry Sierra, you're also marrying her son. Obviously, you're not giving him a ring or whatever, but like, yeah, yeah, no. like same thing with step parents. Like, if yeah. your parents divorce, they get married to someone else. I feel like that new my stepmom or step whatever father or whatever. They're kind of like also also means you're just saying no. I think it really just comes down to how much you love the girl because if you really love her, you'll go the extra mile to take help with the son. And that's not even your own flesh and blood. You got to think about it. that is someone else's child for sure. But I feel like if you are saying okay, I want to marry Sierra, you're also marrying her son obviously you're not giving him a ring or whatever but like like same thing with step parents like if your parents divorce they get married to someone else i feel like that new my stepmom or step whatever father or whatever they're kind of like also vowing to protect me too because i'm now kind of becoming your kid yeah in a way obviously you don't have to but i feel like that's part of what the parents talk about before they actually take the step to get married i also feel like um Certain lines shouldn't be crossed with step parents and their children. That's mm. true. Because, like, yeah. you're a step parent, you're not the actual parent. So, I feel like line, some a line should be drawn in the sand where this is where you can go. After that, mm-hmm. it's game over. Like, no, that's when it's like, okay, you're you're not the actual parent in this situation. So, kind of like back off. That makes sense. So, what line should be drawn? Like, what's the farthest if you got remarried and you had a kid, right? What's the furthest you would let your new husband go with your kids? Well, one, I wouldn't let them discipline them to a certain extent. 
I just, I wouldn't be able to watch my child get disciplined by someone else who is not their father. In, like, bi- biological sense. Right. Like, that makes sense. I don't know how y'all disciplined as a kid, but I got spanked. So, um, as a child, I wouldn't allow them to, I guess, spank them. I would kind of let them, because you are married to them, so they are your partner in crime. But I would let them not take a back seat, but kind of just, okay, this is... I know I'm married to you, but this is mine. This is this ain't mine. yours. This is this is mine. It's not yours. I will Back I'll tap I'll tap you in if I need help right. as a partner, but as a parent, no. Because I feel like that's detrimental to the child too. Yeah. Because the child's sitting here like, what is this man doing up here? Right. Do, like, yeah. What? So yeah. I think like because I'm a man in this situation, um, I wouldn't. First of all, you're not going to put your hand on my child, and I, and I don't want that. I don't. I'm not. I don't want to do that as a father in the near future. I'll discipline him, but I'm not gonna put you know spank him and all that because it's like they're young kids. I remember I was a young kid. I remember I was five, six, seven, ten, thirteen. They're gonna be kids. They're gonna act a certain way. They're gonna be a certain way. So the simple fact of yeah, putting their hands on, nah, just talk to them. Right. Just talk to him. Just talk to them. Now, will the tone be different? Yeah, the tone's gonna be different. Talk to them, though. Make sure you talk to them. Make sure they understand, like, okay, this is X, Y, and Z. This is what's going on, and this is what you need to do better, right? Because I was in their same position, what? What am I about to be, 21? I was in their same position, what, 10? You're old. <laughs> I know, right? Remember that. Uh, 10, 10, 8 years ago. So I understand how they feel. I understand how they're going to react. So that's one. Um, But, yeah, basically, though, back to the question, though, should we give black men more credit for raising their children without the father title? I believe so. I really do believe so because it's very lacking. And when someone steps in, whether it be an uncle, a brother, whatever the case may be, whenever someone steps in, they are doing that not out of spite, but they're doing that in spite to make sure that you will be in the best position possible to make sure that you succeed and you go the extra mile and make sure that you be the best that you can be at all times. And so we should definitely give black men more credit for that because it's very lacking, but we should give them more credit for that. But I think it can go always, though. I don't think it's necessarily just black men that we should appreciate. Like, Mm -hmm. if you're a white family, a Hispanic family, an Asian family, like anything, I think the same thing can apply. Um, So I I just wanted to make that clear. Like, we're not just saying if you're a black parent in this situation, you should be given the credit, regardless of your race or ethnicity. Um, If you are willingly and okay and actually catering to and taking care of a child that's actually not your own, kudos to you because you didn't have to but your love for the woman and the love for the child is so strong that you've decided to do that so we thank you especially when their parents are absent to fill that role is is a blessing for sure yeah but well coming up next who's awake with us it is jeb in the studio in a little bit we got an interview coming up don't go anywhere we'll be right back after the breaks Welcome back, everyone, to the WHIP Wake Up Call. Find us on the iHeartRadio and Radio FXL and on social media at wakeupcall.whip and WHIP Radio as well. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an interview we've been waiting for a while now, ladies and gentlemen, because our next guest we've been looking forward to for a while now. Now, when we had that big snowstorm, it's about a couple of them, about a couple of snowstorms, but this one in particular. We had one at the beginning of the day. The beginning of the week. And all the roads was icy. 
And we was all just scrolling to, you know, F- FYP, just going to TikTok. We was also scrolling on Instagram as well, right? So, on Instagram, this one person has over 100K followers from that one video. And even more on TikTok. But today, we have the honor with him in the studio. Not only is he TikTok famous, he's also a Temple student as well. And today, he's in the house to talk about everything and his Temple experience and also his content creation as well. Ladies and gentlemen, the legend known as Jeb. I don't know if I'm a legend. I don't know if I'm a legend, but... No, that is hilarious. Uh, he said the legend. That's an no iconic man. name. The legend. Infamous legend, I think, maybe. You know who's also a legend? Corey Parker. I'm you got <laughs> the questions? I'm crying. Okay, yes. Are you ready? Yes, I am ready. Yeah, so, ask me whatever you want. So we're super excited to have you on the show today. Like, 1,010%. This is a big cool. deal. Like cool. Jay said, like, your TikTok, my friends were all sending it to me, and they were like, we have to get him on the show. I'm like, we have to get him on the show. The the ice one? The yes. One? Oh. Okay, I don't know if you guys know the context to Jeb. So, like Jay was saying, the ice storm was happening. And you had to have seen it either on your Instagram or on your TikTok. He was, like, slipping all over the he snow was, and the that. ice. <laughs> and then he got some other people slipping. And they were some nasty falls, too. Yeah. Like, that was sad. I, uh, I felt really bad when I was doing it. Not, not super bad, but I felt bad. I was sitting there, posted up hoping for these people to fall um and they did i, I kind of felt some guilt and then it started getting traction but no everyone seemed to like it uh thank god did anyone from the video actually reach out to you did they know it was them i think well there were a few people i knew in the video so they texted me right after um i saw some comments in the video it was like oh that was me and they were all chill about it so i was That's happy hilarious <laughs> that is hilarious but- i don't know I think it'd be embarrassing if I got caught falling, but I'd still it's still funny. Yeah, if you got caught falling, that would have been, well, been iconic. In the beginning of the video. Was that, that a real that, fall? That, that oh, was, was exaggerated. Real? Oh, I thought that was <laughs> I thought that was completely fake. But listen I fall a lot though, it's okay. It's okay. Especially on the ice. Yeah. But you're on wake up call, Jeb, so we have to ask okay, you cool. our routine questions. Yeah. The first one being, what is your wake up routine? Give us the timestamps. Like be specific. Like tell us the morning of the world of Jeb. Okay, so I wake up, I roll, I crawl out of bed. Okay. Um, I go into the corner of my room. There's a little bowl of cat food there, and I just eat a little bit of that sometimes. And then um, after I do that, I brush my teeth so I don't smell like cat food. And what else do I do? After that, I just go to class. Okay, I'm stuck on the cat food. Yeah. You're joking. Why is it not normal? Nah, that's no. nice, man. <laughs> that's not okay. What yeah, brand yeah. Of cat food is it? Are you joking? Oh, that's a good brand. Cat shot with the little thing in the middle. Yeah, of it. I feed my cat that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. <laughs> the difference is you feed your cat that, and he's <clears throat> eating he it. Do it. you actually eat it? You're joking, right? You're, you have know. to be joking. I, that's a world job. I I shouldn't have said that actually. Wow, the Whoa. legend. The legend but himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At cat food, it's probably like, probably like ten thirty, ten thirty-seven, or something. So I missed it this morning. So we got you up early. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, go okay. buy him some cat food, Corey. Yeah, get yeah. some cat food, man. I'll <laughs> buy you. I'll buy you real food. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay, real food. Yeah, like what? Like what kind of? Um, Chick-fil-A. yeah, some Chick Fil A. I've had too much for that recently. Have you tried dog food? I mean, that uh, might be a little bit better. This one is like bitter. Really? Uh, yeah. No way. It's pretty bitter. I thought their food actually looked so much 
better. It's delicious. Not yeah, the... get some of that puree chicken stuff. <laughs> they're you know? treats, yeah. They're treats. Ooh, treats. yes. The begging strips. Oh, Remember my God. Those? Yes. Yeah. Or get some of those, like, what do they call, like, the green toothbrush thingies? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that's so those. cool. But, yeah, I recommend okay. dog food. Okay, I'll, I'll, I might try that one. Let me else. know how that goes. Okay. Right. But, um, listen, are you a morning person or a night person? <laughs> A night for sure. I hate. I mean, I like the morning when I get up, and it's a nice morning. But if it's not a nice morning, You're I hate it. Yeah, that's fair. Like especially, I don't know when I'm when I'm home on the in the in the countryside, I'll wake up early and just like sit sit outside sometimes. But yeah, most of the time I'm, I'm waking up pretty late, that's, not super late. But I mean, college students, I feel like we do that, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah We yeah. wake up, we have sporadic sleep schedules. Mm. Okay, so you're a Temple student. You do a lot of things here. What made you choose Temple, and what's your major? Uh, my major is undecidedness, but actually, I, it's like I'm taking a lot of advertising and art direction stuff. The media production, art direction, advertising type of stuff. Um, so, I chose... What's up? Oh, my bad. So you're a client yeah. student. Yeah, yeah. Mostly. Not officially, but I am a client okay, student. Okay, I'm going to leave the room because uh, this is like an ongoing... Uh, like, wait, what are you saying? You're surrounded. You're yeah, surrounded. I'm surrounded by. They're all client. Oh, what are you? I'm business. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Wait, what? What like major? You see how he's it? like staring at me right now? <laughs> oh he's like moving his feet, like a little. He's moving little his feet right now. <laughs> wait, what? He's concentration at me. Are you in business? I'm just business management. Oh, cool. Wait, so how do you get into this? You don't need to be inclined to come here. Well, like, no. How do you get into it? Into radio? Mm-hmm. I went to Klein Fair. Or Klein Fest or whatever. Yes, yeah. And I was like, you know what? Radio sounds fun. I want to be a talk show host, so let me, you oh, know, cool. do radio for a little bit. And now we're yeah. here. Awesome. But like my ma- minor, I just declared it. It's journalism. Oh, Yay! cool. Yeah, that lines up well with this. Yeah, so yeah. I'm sadly now part of the Klein family. What do you mean, sadly? It's a great <laughs> Wait, why don't you like it? Why don't no, fun? I was just saying it because of them. Oh, okay. Yes. Maybe they're weird. No, yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, cat food. Cat food. <laughs> right. Yeah, That's his new name, World of Cat Food. No, it's still Jeb. No. <laughs> but um what made you yeah, what made you choose Temple? Well, <clears throat> I was kind of procrastinating college in general. Uh I didn't get all my things done, so I sent out to a bunch of schools. Um and then yeah, Temple got back and it was like the end of senior year and I was like, Oh, it's in Philadelphia. I live two hours away. Um uh, I got a good deal with tuition, and I was like, okay, I'll just go here and see what happens. But and it worked out for you. It did work out, yeah. How's your like first? No, I was about to say your first year, but you're literally like way older. Soft, you're sophomore, sophomore. So um, how's your fall semester of this year, and how's spring semester going for you right now? Uh, fall semester is very good. I'd say I can't remember it too much now, like what class I had, but it was good. It was fun. Um. This semester is going very well so far. Uh, I have a writing class that I, is kind of uh, annoying me because yeah. there's a constant work, but whatever. Uh, I hope the professor doesn't listen to this. But uh, yeah, it's going well. I, I started this new dance account. Actually, I started that last fall. Um, the dance account was doing it was fun. A dance account? Yeah, a dancing account on, on TikTok. Where I dance, I knock on people's doors and dance, and that's been oh, taken. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I've yeah. seen that, but on Instagram. Oh really? Yeah. That's funny. You saw it on Instagram. I've seen like yeah, people like stream record it and like. Oh really? Yeah, I've seen that on Instagram. No like, way, that's insane. Story, what the heck? Story. You're famous. That's funny. You're really famous, <laughs> that's weird dude. To think like about. literally. That's strange, but no, the um, 
I didn't see it on Instagram, but on TikTok, it's doing really well. So mm-hmm. I'm rolling with that right now, and that's a lot of fun. I love that. Yeah. Wow. Now, because they've just talked about Jeb, you know, they've seen you on Instagram, they've seen you on TikTok, um, and other Temple students have just been slipping, busting themselves, <laughs> doing whatever, right? So, yeah. Jeb, let me ask you this. Did you time this perfectly? And also, do you think that those videos would actually go viral if you fall oh. and knocking on doors and whatnot? <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean, definitely with the falling videos, I it was like lightning in a bottle. I was like, oh, yeah. I I saw someone fall, and I was like, oh, I started laughing. I was like, why, why don't I just record a bunch of people doing this? Um, so I posted up next to Charles Library and just sat there for like, uh, maybe like 15 minutes. There were, it wasn't long, and I got probably like 15 falls. It, it was crazy, but I recorded it, and once I saw like five falls, I was like, yeah, this is going viral, especially the ones that were kind of like crazy falls. Um, so yeah, it wasn't planned at all. I had no idea I was going to do it. Uh, and then I made the compilation. Made I think I made it in three parts, and then sent it out. The first one did very well. I think it has like a million likes now on on TikTok, which is sick. Um, and other ones also have done well, like a few hundred thousand likes on there. Uh, but I think in the back of my mind, I'm hoping for another snowstorm. But maybe I could just retire what? that. <laughs> So I can get more people following, but maybe I'll be springtime, sir. It's pretty funny. I know. Well, you never know. It's like the nor'easter things. That's true. Right? That's true. But you talk about the millions and millions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of followers that you have, and you gained a huge following on your TikTok with over thirty-nine million likes. That's that's insane. Three hundred k followers. Yeah, that's also insane. Did you ever expect that? I uh, so I started a, a TikTok account with my grandma. Um, with your grandma? So, yeah, with my grandma called Jeb and Jane, sophomore year of high school. Oh. And just for fun, because TikTok was starting to do well. It was like 2019. And then that started to do well. Um, and I got hooked. Like, as, as soon as I started making the videos with her, I got hooked. And I saw people like them. I was like, ah, oh, this is what I want to do. But, um, yeah, those started doing well. We did, like, a lot of, I don't know if you remember, um, like, the OK Boomer stuff. Yes. Um, we did a lot of stuff like that. I think we actually helped like push the trend. It was like uh things that turn boomers onto the max. That was one something we started. Not started. I think we I don't know. But Yeah, so we got into that, did well for a while, and then I kind of moved on to my own thing um and started pushing videos. It didn't take off at first. Uh but then I kept pushing it, pushing it. I loved doing it. Uh and then it just started going from there like I think my I do a lot of the animations. Those did well for me, and a lot of the social, like, prank, social interaction stuff did well. Like, like <laughs> not, uh, looking over the stalls with the mannequin head did really well. Dropping cheese on people. Then I have a video with Rocky statue um, where he punches me. I animated him to punch me. Uh, so now I can kind of figure out what videos would do well. And honestly, two months ago, I started this dance account, and it just took off really crazy recently um it has like 175,000 followers right now wow and, and just randomly like that this might be my most like viral thing i'd say um which is very cool but i love making videos so much uh i'll do it without anyone around <laughs> so i love that yeah but yeah i do have i think i have a sense of them going viral and and 
at this point in, in my social media career. Like, I know how to work it, but I still have to incorporate what I like into it. So, like, 75% what I like, 25% the audience, so I can... So you have the dance account. You mm. have your account where you do, like, little, like, I guess, like, spoofs or, like, mm. bits like that on your Instagram. Yeah. And, like, you also animate. So, like, what would you say is your favorite, like, I guess, type of content? You know, like, what's your favorite part of that? Um, <clears throat> so I think my favorite videos are the, like, longer-form skit videos. Uh, it's, that's a hard question. I I think the least fulfilling ones are the s- social. I, honestly, that's such a t- tough question. I just put out a documentary on YouTube. Uh, I took a month working on. It. I posted it like a few days ago. Um, those honestly are the most fulfilling. Those that's my favorite stuff to do. I think like posting what like thought out ideas and short films. Uh, I have a short film on YouTube, but I'd say the long form content because you can get a story across to people and. You can reflect your creative creativity in there the best, and just get put all your favorite things in there and tell a story. With with short form social media, it's very quick and it's hard to build um, a, a really good story around that. Uh, so yeah, YouTube's that outlet. But I also I still the short form stuff like animating um, characters to punch me or do some weird thing or dancing in front of people's doors is just really super quick and fun and it spreads joy and it's cool so how do you come up with ideas for your your videos so i think i think they just pop out of nowhere i think when i do something new especially um new things start to pop up like i might see a statue like that looks cool or i'm something might happen in my life like in, like interacting with someone, I was like, oh, that was funny. I turned it into a video. Or sometimes I'm falling asleep, and when I'm right about to fall asleep, a little stream of weird ideas comes through my head, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's something, and I wake up and do it. But I honestly, I think the most viral videos um, uh, tend to be, like, spontaneous ones that happen just in the moment. Like, oh, this is funny. Let's make a video about it. Because I think it's the most realistic. Um, and it connects with people the most because there's not much production behind it. Uh, but, yeah, I think the idea is that it come from life experience. Like, doing new things, a new idea will appear, usually. So, with the videos that aren't as spontaneous, what is your production process with that? So, like, with this documentary I did or the short film, I'll kind of, I think of a general concept. Like, for example, the documentary was interviewing the worst professor in Philadelphia. Oh, wow. Um, so that was like, okay, I was like, I have a lot of people who are in school with me or people my age. And Rate My Professor is like a big thing. Um, everyone wants to know uh, about professors and their ratings. And I was like, this is a perfect idea because who wouldn't want to see the worst professor? Everyone can relate to searching on Rate My Professor for hours trying to find, like, their perfect schedule. Um, and I hadn't seen any topics ever done on that, which was cool. And I think I, I could combine the social interaction. So I kind of write out a basic script uh, of it and not too not too specific. So then I let some improv stuff go through. Um, so I let the 
narrative build itself, uh, depending on what happens. But I get the overall concept, and then I go out, do it part by part, film everything, and then I send it into the editing stage, get the like rough, rough cut, and then I finalize it, like, which usually takes longest because I'm perfectionist about it. Um, mm. But then that's where the personality really comes through, like with animations and um, color and all that type of stuff. Would you say that you want your personality to show through in like all of your works? No yeah. How serious. And that's why it's kind of hard sometimes with like, for example, like the slipping on ice video. It's like a super funny video, but there's things I make that are way deeper and uh, we're creative that I love to do. But like the videos like slipping on ice, those uh, promote my account. They're funny. They show my personality too. Um, just like goofy stuff, but those people then can go in and see my other stuff. Um, yeah. Oh, so it's like bait to reel them in. Like, yeah. hey, here's yeah, a funny exactly. video, and then here's more of my other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to actually. Um, it's a tough challenge for creators, I think, to do what they really like, get their pers- perfect persona they want out there because certain things go viral that you may like. Be like, oh, okay, and just roll with it. Um, and then you kind of, not dig a hole, but you kind of get yourself into certain niches of, like, I was doing pranks for a while, and they were funny and, pr- like, pretty online with my personality. But, like, those people who followed me for that don't really, may not like the other stuff I do. So then, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's kind of a loophole. It's yeah. a loophole you can get stuck in, I guess. So tell me this, you make a lot of content, Jeb, but what would you say really makes you different and stand out from a lot of other content creators out there? Uh, I think I think I'm always experimenting and I uh That's weird. Maybe the fact that I inject my personality into everything I do like that. Okay. Um and I'm not afraid to just be a total freak weirdo. Honestly, that's probably what it boils down to. Like, I'm just like a uh, true weirdo at heart. Like, I'm not faking it. I uh, it just happens and it, it, it pulls happens. out. And I think I think you can't really fake that. So that's the thing. And I'm, I like you can ask any friends of mine. Like, well, <laughs> I must annoy them to death, but. The only thing I think about is social media and, and and creating and being creative and what my next project is. Like when we're hanging out, I'm just type like I'm just thinking of ideas or working on a project. Um so yeah, the the total constant grind, um, even like behind closed doors and stuff, a lot of people don't think about it or see it, but like that's what pushes you to to do well. I love that as a creator. Or in anything you do. Um, you just have to, every single day, think about it, do it. Um, and not be afraid to be yourself with it. And then you'll do well, for sure, with anything. I love this that. Way, yeah. So the last question I have for you is, what advice would you give to people that want to get into content creation? Um, I think there's a lot of people I've been talking to recently who are my friends who are uh, trying to do the same thing. And the biggest thing they run into is that they're um, too caught up on what their first few posts should be and what 
they should look like and if they're going to do well or not. But truthfully, uh, those posts are just not going to do well, unless it's, like, random that does do well. That's pretty rare, but... Um, like, with with TikTok and stuff, you can blow up pretty quickly, especially if you know how to run it. But yeah. for the majority of the time, just literally go out and do it. Uh, do what you want to do. Don't try to f- force, like, a, a certain audience because you don't even have an audience yet. Um, I've gotten to the point where I, I have to think about what my the people that watch my stuff would like to a certain extent, which can get kind of... Um, creatively draining but if you're starting out really it doesn't matter because long story short no no one's watching you yet so you can just totally be yourself and pave your own way and then that's what it goes boils down to and if you start it just be consistent with it and you'll find your groove and it it, will pay off love that well thank you so so much for joining us jeb for anyone that wants to stay up to date with what you're doing where can they find you on instagram tiktok youtube give us the links so on Instagram, it's World of Jeb. On um, TikTok, it's World of Jeb as well for my skits and stuff. But also, there's a TikTok account called Jeb Dance, where I just post like dancing, kind of like yeah, just dancing stuff, but not I love stereotypical that. Charlie D'Amelio stuff, but like kind of <laughs> skit dancing. Okay. And YouTube is World of Jeb as well. And then soon, I'm gonna be releasing music actually under Sound of Jeb. So I'll incorporate that in a lot of my videos. And then also be on the lookout for some products that I'm going to release under a brand called Mucus. Uh, kind of, it's going to be, it's going to be strange. They're going to be like, I can't describe it yet, but like, it's gonna you'll be have to see it. Yeah. Like just clothing products, just uh, experimental stuff, maybe like stress ball, weird things but so i love that it's yeah. gonna be interesting maybe maybe your own cat food brand yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right call it cat the cats food. of jeb the cat, the cat cats of jeb, jeb. cats of jeb it really is jeb's world yeah yeah wow. yeah so that's cool well, cool branding that way. i mean well thank you <clears throat> thank you jeb for all the time that you had today you know thank talking you about thank your you talk talking about instagram talking course, about yeah. what's going on and hope the best for you in the future yeah coming up next thank you it's not campus talks it's black Campus Talks. We'll be right back after the break, so don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everyone, on the Wake Up Call on WHIP Radio. Find us on the iHeartRadio and Radio FX app and on social media at WHIP Radio. And also, WakeUpCall.WHIP as well. Jay Matthews II, Corey Parker, and Randy Lane, who is enjoying some nice chips right now. Um, Coming up next will be the sports block. Why'd you have to air me out like that, Jay? I, I'm, listen, you was covering the mouth, eating the chips. Listen, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But the sports block is coming up next. We got some news. We got some music. Oh, I almost forgot. <laughs> Wake up calls tomorrow, too. <laughs> With Corey and Rachel as well. But make sure y'all tune in Bombastic tomorrow. Bombastic side eye. What? What do I do? What was that voice? Was what? It... You're just getting animated. <laughs> what? It's like... <laughs> You're getting animated. I like it. it yeah. Does. Yo, appreciate it. Appreciate it. But tomorrow, wake up call. Make sure y'all tune in. Corey, Rachel, OG crew. Well, not OG crew, but yeah, you know what I mean. But anyways, though, 
It's Black History Month, man. It is. We're at the end of it. I unfortunately. Know. Should be Black History Year. You know. But instead of campus conversations, we're gonna have some black conversations. You know what I mean, ladies? How about black campus conversations? Black campus conversations, <laughs> even better. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Will mm. there be more black leaders for years to come? Mm, for years to come. You good? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm straight. Okay. You good? <laughs> no, I just, I just lost my. I just lost it for a second. But yeah. will there be more black leaders for years to come? I think so. Yeah, one thousand ten percent. Yeah, we've already had some. We have a lot now. Or not? Let me not say a lot. We have a good amount now. We do. Um, and I think, like we talked on, er, touched on earlier, as we continue to progress, I think our generation will be a very different generation than the ones in the past. So I think it's going to be expected to have a lot more minorities in general, but I think there'll definitely be more black people as well. There are three black leaders sitting in here right now. Hello. I mean, stop it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> um, will there be more black leaders to come? Yeah, and then you're seeing it right, right now. You're seeing um, Marseille Martin. Um, you're seeing that girl lately. You're seeing, um, I think, a journalist by the name of Jeremiah who just went to the All-Star game at 11 years old. So, oh, that little boy? Yep. That was at the All-Star game that's interviewing all those players. Yeah, he's doing that. and oh, so yeah, and that other little girl doing that too. Yeah, an- another one is doing that. So we are seeing leaders day by day, and it's impressive to see that. It's very impressive to see that. Go ahead, go ahead, Corey. Oh, I was going to say, what's your definition of a leader? Didn't we talk about that? Yeah, I feel, I feel like, like we have. Yeah, I feel like we did, but I can I can say it again. Me! Um, Sorry, no, let me stop playing. No, no, for real. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I would say uh, humble, confident, and kind. So in that case, I feel like we have a lot of leaders. like A lot of good Because I feel like when I think of a leader, I'm thinking like people that lead like show good leadership skills, people that are leading a group of people, not necessarily just confident, humble, whatnot. Cause that I think could be anybody, but I don't think that necessarily makes you a leader. I can, I'm saying that that's the quality of a leader. Now humble. Eh, I don't know about that. You um, have to be humble to be a leader. You have to be, and you have to show humili- humility. To you got to show leader. confidence and courage. But you also have to show that you mess up sometimes. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. So Everybody relatable. Yeah, relatable. Yeah. Not humble, but I mean, humble. Relatable. You have to be humble. You have to be humble, and understand that you're not perfect. Well, I mean, the perfect. world ain't perfect. Like, ain't but nobody perfect. Being humble, I think, gains respect. I think. Especially when you're not humble on the upbringing, that's what really ruins you. Like, if you're Oprah and you're not humble, even though you should still be Oprah, like, she has a reason. Like, she's Oprah. You know what I'm saying? That's not to justify not being humble in any kind of way. But, like, if you're, like, on your way to become this big leader and you're just very full of yourself and not humble at all, I think that kind of takes away some of your respect. Okay, okay. Here's like, why do you think you're... Oh, sorry, Jake. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say... I was going to reiterate it. No, I was just going to say, like, you know... Even if you're not humble, you can still make those mistakes. You just got to be cautious about what the mistakes that you have made and also be mindful of the mistakes you made. Yeah, sure, you're going to mess up from time to time. It happens. It always happens. But you just got to be mindful of how can you approach that situation and make sure that it doesn't happen again and make sure that it's not a continuous failure where it's going to continue more and more and more and more and where you have to just lean back, lean back. And just chill and relax. And as long as you do that, I'm not saying, I mean, being humble, that's cool. That's great. But, you know, as long as you're chill and as long as you're leaning and doing your thing, hey, you're cooler, man. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Any other qualities of being a leader? 
Um, you have to be about something. Like, I don't feel like actually, no, because I guess you could be like a leader in something super small. But um, you have to be able to take initiative and represent. You know, like you have to be able to represent what your group stands for and be able to take charge. You gotta be that guy. You gotta be yeah. that guy. That's what you gotta be. And yeah. and that girl. And uh, which, which I used to say back in what a year ago. That girl. Uh, that that yeah that right there that right there that girl. On that like guy. TikTok. What whatever y'all was saying like. Like I'm that girl. That that I'm, right there. Or when y'all would say I'm her I'm him. Y'all would be so like God go around. Say that. Oh, I'm him. Like, like that. please. I don't say I'm him. I say I'm Jay. That's all y'all need to know. Okay, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jay. Cause it's like, bro, you're him. But how? <laughs> how? Cause yeah. you did one little thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! I got these new cleats. Oh, oh! I'm him. That's what they would go around saying though. And it would just mm-hmm. throw me off. So I started saying I'm her. Like, please. No, I'm Jay. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. I'm me. As long as I'm me at the end of the day, that's all that mattered. That's really... I think that's another quality. You have to be true to yourself. Oh, yeah. You can't be like these other like fake people You're, out here. Yeah, you can't try to be like no one no, else. No, Nobody counts. Nobody. You got to be yourself. Isn't that the song? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, nobody. What is that song? Speaking of going back to what we talked about earlier about like nostalgia, y'all remember that song? Um, ain't no, Not Ain't Nobody. Um, Somebody by Natalia Rose. Oh, yeah. I want to rock with, with somebody. somebody. What? Uh, uh, I want to take shots with somebody. You're going to take what with somebody? You don't know the song? Y'all going to take what with somebody? Meaningful shots y'all of apple y'all... juice or chocolate milk. You didn't know the song? Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that song? <laughs> no, I know the song, but y'all ain't taking nothing. Y'all no, that song was so great. That song was really good. Oh, what was that 2016? <laughs> 2015. It was a long know. time ago. Right when I played it last week, I was like, oh my gosh, this song brings back. Well, so I mean, any memories. black leaders in music that y'all thought back in the day is like, was like the stuff. I can't say the other word, but the stuff. Um, like they was doing their thing. Uh, Couple black leaders now, like Beyonce. Yeah, I mean, Beyonce's always been there. She she went from rap to R&B to rap. country music. Did you hear Beyonce is like the yeah. best female rapper? Are you being serious? No, yeah. I just rolled my eyes. No. <laughs> I mean, she's been rapping, but now she makes country music, so it's like, hey, she, she doing her yes. thing. She making, she making her stance. Yes. She making her stance. That's all you can say about that. Um, I would say... What? I'd say J. Cole. J. Cole, okay. J. Cole, J. Cole. Um, facts, facts, facts. Right now, I, I like to, I want to shout out Willow Smith for going Why? into the, her music whoa, is really whoa, good. Whoa. Willow Smith with going into alternative music and rock as a black woman is amazing. She's making music? Yeah. She makes music. I literally Still? listen to, it's rock. That's not like whip my hair back and forth? No. no she didn't want to do that. She was forced that to do that. That was a great, but she. Yeah. No, nah, she was forced to do that. She was forced but to like, do that. it blew up. But her music now, going into alternative music, alternative rock amazing i love it and i'm happy for her and as another black person going into that space hey, to each his own to each his own yeah. um what i would say you know someone from back in the day i ain't gonna say barack obama i think a lot of us have said that enough um if we gonna talk about back Shout, in the we ain't day. never gonna stop i'm sorry wait what no, that was the Philly in her. <laughs> that was the Drexel Hill. Let me stop. <laughs> Do not say that continue jay um no nah, i was gonna say um, back in the day, though, man, um, damn, I forgot his name, but, uh, who was it? Hold up, give me, give me a second, give me a second. Well, we're giving Jay a second. Not that long of a second, like, some I'm leaders, trying, some, yeah, from back um, in the day, like, that we, that we grew up. 
What about the guy from Yo Gabba Gabba? Right? I was about to say that too. You know, my neighbor looks smack like him. What the DJ? My old neighbor Yo? did say that. Like he, I, I thought it was him. I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, smack like him. If you looked up Yo Gabba Gabba online, he'd pop up. He like the DJ from Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah, man. Yo, How about Zendaya? Yo, Gabba, Gabba? Yes, Zendaya I love Zendaya. Yes, she yes, yes. is amazing. Hold up. What's the so- that's that's what I wanted to say. That song that was on Disney Channel, it was Black History Month with Sean Vegan. Who? Sean, Sean Fagan. I, oh, from Shake Vegas. It Up. Yep. Remember he wrote that. Uh, he has a song. Remember that anything is possible uh, for Black History Month. Mm-mm. He was like Martha Rosa Gert Thurgood to Fawful Equal Rights to come true. I'm like, Yo. they really ate. Like those people can sing. Song. Look up the song. Look up the song. The song's I fire. I Wait, is it on here? Hold up, hold up, because we about to run out of time. <laughs> hold up, is it on here? I mean, uh, I don't even think it's on here though. Anything is possible. Yeah. Well, for those that don't know it, because my mom was a huge fan of it, but for those that don't know it, look it up. Rashad Vegan, um, anything is possible. But that is all the time we have for the wake up call. Thank y'all for joining us. Corey Parker, Randy Lane, and myself, Jay Matthews the second. We will be back tomorrow, so stay tuned and don't go anywhere. <laughs>